0: Let's go. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Redefining Balance podcast. I'm Jenny Summerman, your host. And today we are joined by a special guest who is going to come alongside us and help us understand ourselves and the way that we deal with change and the way that we deal with stress. Because, you know, I feel like that there is always a positive side to everything that happens to us. There's always a way of getting some good out of everything. And you know, coming out of or hopefully coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are able to learn a little bit more about ourselves and what we can be doing differently moving forward to have the best outcome possible. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be diving into how do we personally deal with stress? How do we personally deal with change? And do we want to keep making those choices on the way that we deal with that? Or do we want to do something different? Now, our special guest that's joining us today, to come alongside of us and help us kind of disassemble this really complex <laughs> issue is a life coach and Enneagram practitioner, Erin Sletsky. Now, Erin is the founder of Mom Sense Coaching and being a mom herself of four very different and wonderfully unique daughters, and she also has a granddaughter herself. In addition to that, she's a nurse and an accredited Enneagram practitioner and MOPs International mentor and coach with over 20 years of experience. She's built her practice with a focus and understanding on child development and family dynamics. Erin's approach is all around teaching and coaching and equipping mothers of all types using the Enneagram as a key tool to helping them see their world differently. Once we all become self-aware, we become more confident, courageous, and calm in our parenting. And that transitions into all areas of our life. Now, talking with Erin on this topic, she gave me so many light bulb moments of things that I personally can reflect on and and choose to do something different in the future because look, change is always gonna happen. It is a guarantee in life that we're always gonna be faced with change. We're always gonna be faced with stress. And if we can take something from our past situation over the last couple months and learn from it to be better, well that to me is a great outcome. I'm so excited for you to learn from Erin today. So without further ado, let me get into my interview with her. Erin, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on because you always bring so much great wisdom and perspective, but especially with the conversation we're going to have today. So if people haven't yet heard who you are or what you're about, share with our listeners a little bit more about you.
1: It is great to be back, Jenny. I have loved interacting with your listeners. Um, In the previous podcast, I had a lot of moms contacting me and that is what makes my heart beat. I love working with moms and empowering them for the world's most important job. And especially when times are rough, you need someone to come alongside you and coach you through those seasons that are really a struggle sometimes. It's nice to have an um, objective perspective from someone who can show you the way and navigate um, this mothering journey. And that's what I get to do. I have um, four children of my own. They're all girls we only do girls in our family. Um, (laughs) And they range between 15 and 22. And I also have a one and a half year old granddaughter. So my husband and I've been married for 28 years, maybe 29 now. And um, we just have learned so much about parenting um, with our own children and coming alongside other parents in this journey. And Another thing I absolutely love is the Enneagram. The Enneagram is something I am passionate about because I have finally found a tool that will tell you who you are, how you are created, and how you see the world. It's a tool for self-discovery, which creates empathy and transformation, which empowers us to live in freedom. I love
0: that so much. And I love that you really couple your training in Enneagram, with your experience of being a mom and really coming alongside other moms, like you said, to have that different perspective of what is actually going on and and to coach us through. Because let's face it, no one really knows how to be a mom until you're in the thick of it and you're trying to figure it out. And then as soon as you think, oh, I'm doing pretty good, then your kids hit preteen or teen or another milestone and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a whole different wave of things that I am not prepared for. So I definitely feel like it is so important to have someone come alongside you and be in community with you to help teach you the things that we don't even know we don't know until we're faced in those circumstances. And, you know, one of the things that we've all been faced with over the course of the last couple of months is change and stress and, you know, needing to to make do with situations that are less than ideal sometimes. Um, when we're talking about the COVID-19 pandemic and just all of the change and chaos and fear and all of the things that came along with that. And I thought it would be great for us to to come on and have you come alongside us just like you do so well to walk us through kind of what that self-discovery looks like and what we should be looking at within ourselves and asking ourselves questions because we know more change is gonna come, right? We are gonna go back to normal at some point. You know, I was watching a news coverage this morning and they were talking about another wave of shutdowns possibly in the fall when we go back to cold and flu season. And so we know that, you know, whether there's COVID-19 or there's not COVID-19, change is always going to happen. And I feel like there's always something that we can learn to better ourselves. And I feel like the Enneagram is such an important tool for that. And so I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with you today, all about change and stress.
1: Yes. If we are aware of how we respond to change, because like you said, change is always happening we can come out of that change stronger, better. And um, the Enneagram really helps with that. I love it. So
0: before we get too deep into this, if someone's listening to this for the first time and maybe they've heard about Enneagram or maybe this is their first time hearing the word Enneagram,
1: share with us a little bit about what that actually is. Sure. The Enneagram is actually an ancient tool that shows us why we do what we do, and our core motivations behind that. It consists of nine core types, and within those types, there's subtypes. So once you discover which type you are, you can dig and see what your triggers are, how you communicate and interact with other people in different relationships, whether it be at work or at home. You can set up guardrails so you don't go down the wrong road, or if you struggle with different um, issues such as fear or shame or anger, the Enneagram is a great tool to help you navigate through those. I love that. And I I know
0: one of the things that you really specialize in, especially with Enneagram, is parenting and and motherhood and, and how to be a great mom. And I'm always referring people to the quiz that you have and helping them figure out the type of mom that they are their mom finder quiz. I think that's what it's called, right? Mom finder quiz. Right. The yeah. mom finder. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important that because when we know our natural tendencies are, it makes it just easier for us to then be intentional about being the mom that we really want to be. And being the mom that we want to be really spills over into being the the career woman we want to be, the wife we wanna be, the friend we wanna be, all of the different roles that we kind of take on. So talk to us a little bit about kind of what that first step is in and recognizing our own response, our natural response to the situations happening around us.
1: Right. So the mom type finder, which you'll find on momsensecoaching.com is just a short quiz that will give you one piece of the puzzle to determine what your core Enneagram type is. And we lead with three different it's called a triad. One is feeling. We go with our feeling. And our the next one is our thoughts and our mind. And the third is with our body or our gut and instinct. So when we are talking about change, one thing I like to think about is that cup analogy. Have you ever heard this? You're holding a cup and someone comes along and bumps it, right? What happens? You spill your coffee. Why did you spill your coffee? You got
0: bumped my cup. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's kind of how we can think about change or trials or things that come into our life that bump us. And sometimes it's constant and sometimes it's really, really big, like a pandemic. This has bumped our cup, right? Is it about the bump? Is it about that trial? Or that trigger, or that temptation, like you're suddenly working from home and expected to educate your children <laughs> <laughs> at or, the same time. I know. How do we deal with that? Is it about you or yourself losing their job in this? Is it about the different family dynamics that are now up front and personal? Right. So sometimes we can control these bumps, and sometimes, like a pandemic, it changes our lives forever. Or is it about what's in the cup? Mm, I love that. Is it about the bump or what's in the cup? Right, because we're always going to be bumped. So think about what it is in your cup that is overflowing, that is spilling. And that's where self-awareness comes in. If we know what's in our cup, we will know how to deal with it. I mean, if you think about coffee, when it spills, it's hot, right? It, it can burn you. It's also a little stinky. (laughs) I love coffee. It also stains. Let's replace those kind of negative, harmful things with positive, refreshing, pure, life-giving, like water, right?
0: So this is interesting because when we're talking about what's in our cup and reframing it away from the negative, so translate that into... Our own reactions. So when we're talking about like the coffee and kind of the negative of the smell and the stain, are we referring to like the anger, the frustration, the, the more negative feelings we might be experiencing?
1: Absolutely. We want to make sure when we get bumped, because that's guaranteed, that we are spilling over joy and truth and those things that bring life, not that destroy it. So another thing that we can think about is when we get bumped and whatever's in our cup, where does it spill? It can spill all over the person who bumped you, like our children, right? It can spill over ourselves. And some of us have a lid on our cup and it, it can keep it from spilling. But if you think of, I like to think of a soda bottle, if you shake it up and the lid's on, when you open it, it's going to explode under that pressure. Mm. So when we think of different situations, when it's spilling all over someone, over our children, I think of our words in anger and when we're yelling at our kids because they're not listening, because they're frustrating us, because of whatever. I think of when things get spilled on ourselves we feel guilty, we shame ourselves, we beat ourselves up. When that lid is on our cup, it can create even sometimes physical symptoms of stress, right? Whether it be stomach aches, back aches, headaches, we need to learn how to deal with those bumps. So when we do get bumped, it is life-giving and positive and pure refreshing Think of it as water spilling on others. Not easy. But the more we get to know ourselves, the more we can kind of control that.
0: So this, I think, is a really great conversation to have because I think that there's a difference between, and I always say stress is kind of like that tension point between our expectations and reality. And I think our expectations is that we'll all always respond in with joy and life-giving things, and we want to be supportive, and we want to be nurturing to our kids, and we want to, you know, we want to fill in the gaps, and we want things to be in a better state. But then we have days or circumstances that happen where our our cup gets bumped, and people get burnt. So, right. talk to us about kind of how we can deal with that gap between what we want to have happen when our cup gets bumped, and what actually happens when our cup gets bumped
1: right? Usually there is a gap between that. Let's give the example of yelling at our children. That's anger coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Frustration. And then what we really want to be is in a peaceful, kind way with our children, loving, nurturing, embracing. So what is missing? There is a gap between what's actually happening and where we want. And that is a huge place to work within your Enneagram number, getting to know what triggered you. Were you frustrated? Were you trying to control the situation? Are you tired? Sometimes it's just you are just tired or you haven't eaten. Those basic needs haven't been met. And so your self protection and filter, I guess you could call it, on your words or your tone or your volume. Isn't there taking care of yourself, moms? We're, we're the worst at this, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah. We we come last. We we're always focused on our children, and we want the best for them, of course. But if we're not taking care of ourselves first, and getting the right amount of sleep, and eating right, and exercising, and really just taking care of those basic needs, along with getting to know who we are, and being aware of what can tip us over.
0: So when we're talking about these different triggers and kind of getting to know ourselves, are there specific triggers tied to different enneagram types? So kind of like when you're doing the the mom type finder quiz and you have like the different areas that you know kind of these different enneagram numbers are kind of more heartfelt or these different enneagram numbers are more focused with the mind, is it kind of the same thing when it comes to the triggers or is it kind of like more specific or more
1: general? I would say they're a little more specific, but we can still group them. Again, the Enneagram is about, they have many triads. One of the triads is the anger triad. So that would consist of the Enneagram numbers 1, 8, and 9. And they deal with anger, but they, they're all a little different, just kind of like our cup. One is external, build it on other people. That would be the 8. You know they're angry. They will show you that they're angry. Oh The nines, the nines are more, they're smoldering and doing, they kind of have this passive aggressive anger going on. And then the ones are more internal. They beat themselves up and they try to control their actions.
0: Interesting. So anger is one of the triads. What are the other ones?
1: Yeah, the, the other one is shame. Some moms call it mom guilt, but there's a difference between shame and guilt. I'm talking about, more feelings related. So that would be the two, three, and four Enneagram numbers. The twos like to solve their feelings of shame by people pleasing. They're very supportive. They're outward focused. They're always helping. So it's external. The threes are repressed. They run from their feelings. They don't want their feelings to get in the way of their success. And the fours are more internal. They're in touch with their own feelings and they feel their feelings deep. They're emotional and sometimes they get in that melancholy, almost depressed state. So that would be a second triad shame. And then the third is fear. And this is Enneagram numbers five, six, and seven. The fives are more external. The world is scary out there like this pandemic, right? Like COVID-19, that is scary. And so what they're going to do to deal with their fear is to gain as much knowledge and research as they can. They're very focused on the statistics and all the research that's going in to that. And that's how they deal with their fear. The sixes are repressed with their fear. They pretend that there's no reason to fear. They avoid problems. They also prepare for upcoming invaders, like with this, Pandemic. I know a friend that is a sixth, and she was prepared a month before we even kind of knew about it. She had already stocked up um, on wow. toilet paper, rice, beans, water, all those things because she wanted to be prepared because she was scared. Mm. And then the sevens, they are more internalized with their fear. They focus. their outer world, they want to make sure they cover up their fear with fun and pleasure and they avoid their inner thoughts. They don't want boundaries or limits put on them. So being uh, the whole social distancing is not good for sevens because that's where they feel their fear.
0: That's so interesting. So when we're taking this information of the anger, shame and fear back to the cup, you know, I'm, I'm a nine with a high wing of one. And so I definitely can relate to the anger, fear, like when my cup mm-hmm. is being bumped. So how do we translate something like anger, shame, or fear away from the negative and into the positive?
1: Right. So let's go down to, um, we're getting deep here. I just want you to, <laughs> <laughs> this, it's taking some brain power because the Enneagram is so complex because we are complex. Right? Yes. We are not just a number. We're not just a color. We're not just a, you know, set of, of initials. We are so complex because our God is complex. So let's let's think of this along another triad that the Enneagram has, and that's called a stance. Stances are how we move in the world. Some of us are more aggressive and we repress the past because we're always thinking about what's coming next, the future. So What I would do with those aggressive stances, the ones that go forward and are sometimes, you know, they're assertive. These are the threes, the sevens, and the eights. I would encourage them to slow down, reflect on your past because you're always looking for the future. You have to make an effort and say, okay, that didn't work last time. Yelling at my child did not work. It made my child upset. I felt bad about it. What can I do next time? And it takes some effort because it's not natural. But those aggressive stances have to slow down, reflect on your past, let your emotions that come out so quickly catch up with what's going on in your thoughts, in your body, and learn from your past mistakes. The next stance would be dependent, or um, one that kind of goes with the flow. Right? Those are the ones, the twos and the sixes. You are very present. You don't look and learn from your past, and you don't plan much for the future. You are here and now, which is good for some people, but these guys are having a hard time lifting their gaze to see beyond your present circumstances. Become more open to a vibrant future beyond this. So think about, okay, when this is listed, and we can go and be social again. What's it going to be like, right? Instead of being so focused on the here and now. And then the third one is the withdrawing stance. And they are very focused on the past. They actually repress what's going on right now. These are the fours, the fives, and the nines. So embodying and embracing the here and now is what they need to do. You become more aware of what is what the reality of the situation is rather than what was or what could be. So the withdrawing stance, Enneagram numbers, four, five, and nine, they are thinking about the way life used to be. When the kids were in school, when my business was still going and everything was great, now it's kind of crashed down and they have a hard time moving forward because they're still living in the past.
0: This is brilliant, Erin. This is so good because, you know, when, when we put together this this podcast, you and I, for this particular episode, it really was to equip people to be able to learn from the way that they have responded to when everything changed and be able to use that as a learning opportunity on how that they can handle change as it happens in the future. Because like I we said before, change is always going to happen. And these different stances, I've never heard... And you, Graham, explained in these different stances before. And I think that this is exactly what people need in order to understand themselves better so that they can think about what happened when their cup was bumped okay. and the way that they responded and, and their natural tendencies so that they can then do something more positive moving forward. I think that this is so brilliant, what you're sharing right now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the more self-knowledge we have because we've forgotten who we are, the more aware and will notice. Things because once we know, we can't unknow, you know. And the more we know, the better we can do. So we can observe our patterns, how we act, how we think and feel, which will in turn affect other people in our relationships and our health, even. And then that will create the transformation and freedom that we're looking for.
0: I think that this is so brilliant. Like, I'm just like thinking through my own kind of experience because, you know, and and looking at that through the context of the goal of what we're talking about here and the way that we can then move forward. So if people are kind of saying like, yes, this is where I fit in with what Aaron is talking about, whether they're feeling the anger, the shame, the fear, they're recognizing their stance of aggressive dependence or withdrawn. What is that next thing for them to do? Once they've kind of acknowledged that, how do we number one, is it possible to do something different? So if, for example, someone's like, yes, I totally relate with the shame and I relate with the dependence, but I don't want to have that. I want to have a different result. Is it possible to have a different result? If you're like a two, can you change to something else or are you just kind of stuck at being a two?
1: Well, here's the thing. We have all nine numbers in us. Oh. We do. But our core number is where we function from. Think of that like as the trunk of the tree. And we move around the Enneagrams depending on what our number is. In times of stress, we'll go to one number. To release that stress, we go to another number. And you had mentioned you have a wing. Wings are the numbers on either side of our core number. And oh. sometimes in some situations, we lean on one and sometimes we lean on the other. So to be healthy and integrated, we need to know how to move around the Enneagram, the diagram, to be balanced and integrated. So we can change and, like I said before, put a guardrail. So if we know we're going to that unhealthy side or that stress side, we can say, oh, I noticed that. Come back here. We need to go over here instead.
0: So once we know kind of what our natural tendencies are, we can mm-hmm. better direct it to the direction that we want to be performing in.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So brilliant, so, so brilliant. Now, obviously it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what tips do you have for us in living this out? So if we are looking back at the way that we've, we've experienced change and we want to do something different, how do we unpack that? And how do we move forward and take that knowledge and, and be productive with it?
1: Well, like I said before, I I am a firm believer that once we know, we can't unknow. So once you learn something about yourself, you will notice it and you then have the choice to either behave in the same way you always have or change it. I also think that as celebrating, (laughs) celebrating those wins, especially as moms, we, we just, Seem to be going nonstop. But if we take a moment and just look back and say, where did that work? Where didn't it work? And evaluate that. I think that's huge in progress. It's not impossible, but it's difficult to do it on your own as well. It's so helpful to have someone coming alongside you and because we don't always see everything. We're so close to it sometimes. And sometimes right. we need that someone to come alongside us and say, hey, I noticed this. I noticed you haven't been yelling at the kids that much. And sometimes we don't even realize it. So having someone come alongside you and walking you through and helping you notice is huge.
0: I think that that is really, really huge because I mean, even just, you know, I, I think that there's such huge value in being in community and having, you know, like I have a, a really good friend and she points out to me, like, you should be proud of yourself because of of this. Or she also can pull me in the other direction and say, "You might want to relook at this." And so it's important to have those types of friends and relationships. But even more than that, sometimes having a coach, someone who is, you know, not tied to any different perspectives. Obviously, my friend looks out for the best in me, but she also doesn't want me acting in my my stress wing either. You know, so I think it is important to have a different outside perspective. So I love the idea that you said too about having that choice of behaving how you've always done it or choosing to do something different and having someone who can come alongside you and help you recognize what that choice could look like in your different situation. I mean, obviously on this show, we always go very practical with tips and things that people can implement right away. Obviously, it's so difficult to think about each and every single different Enneagram type and what that next step would look like for them. But having someone that they could really talk about, even just, I think, as simple as this is what I normally do. This is what I want to do. Can you hold me accountable to moving in the direction I want to go in?
1: Exactly. And writing those things down because we forget. We have a lot of minds as moms. And writing those things down, just like we would with our children. When we want to help them set goals or keep track of their school assignments or whatever, we need to do that as moms as well. We need to have an assignment sometimes to say, okay, this needs to change. This is where I want to go. How am I going to get there? And then looking back and seeing, have you, have you made progress in that? And having tougher kids can be really insightful and say, you know, ask them how, Mom's doing. How am I doing as a mom? What What would you want to see different?
0: That is so huge. And I think that you know, when when we think about parenting, and this is one thing I know you talk about a lot, is really being that example to our kids and living in a transparent way so that they can learn um, how to live and how to be adults. And I think just being able to be transparent with your kids on the things that you're working on to be better gives them permission and, and kind of being able to see what that looks like too. I shared before we started recording that yesterday was a really hard day with distance learning and my kids and they're older. I mean, they should be pretty self-sufficient, but you know, certain expectations were not being met and it did not bring out the best in my mothering for sure. (laughs) But by the end of the night, we were able to talk about it and just to say, you know, what, what do you think we could do differently moving forward? What's working? What's not working? And, you know, they were able to apologize to me. I was able to apologize to them. And, you know, it all ended on a good note, but it was a learning experience for sure. And I think I felt really good about, even though it was not an easy day, about the way that everything ended up because I felt like I was being transparent enough to be like, look, guys, I am not a teacher. I don't know what I'm doing either. So I apologize, but we got to figure out something that's going to work because this is our new
1: normal. Yeah, and especially depending on your, kids ages, bringing them on board and helping them be part of the problem solvers and having them give their input because they are just as important of a family member as anyone else, right? And have them be a part of the solution and have a huge voice in the family. They're going to feel ownership of the family and they're going to feel empowered themselves. And if you give them permission to speak and say, Mommy, that hurt me. Or mommy, you did a good job. Setting the example for them and then allowing them to speak back into your life is huge too.
0: So valuable. So, so valuable. Now, before we let you go, Erin, any parting thoughts on this whole concept of understanding the way that we handle change and stress and learning from it and doing something different moving forward?
1: I would have to say, remember that you are not alone. And you're not the only one going through stuff. That's one thing I've been saying constantly through this pandemic is we're not the only ones going through what we're going through. Every situation's a little different, but knowing that others are with you creates strength. And don't hesitate to reach out for help. And like you were saying, be transparent. We're all struggling. We're all trying to navigate this unusual time and teach our kids, and hold things together at home. You're not alone, and if you feel like you are, reach out to someone, and be vulnerable and share what's going on in your mind.
0: Mm, so true and so beautiful. Well, Erin, thank you so much. And if people want to have someone who can come alongside them, maybe that they are experiencing just some extra stress around everything that's happened, or or it's given them a lot of insight on things that they want to work on for themselves to be better what's the best way for them to get in contact with you?
1: You can find me at momsensecoaching.com. And that's where you're going to find that mom type finder. But you can also find my email there, erin at momsensecoaching.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can find me pretty much anywhere. And I also wanted to tell your listeners that I am giving them a free 30-minute coaching call. I want to hear from you, moms. I want to make sure you're okay and that you have what you need to navigate through the mothering journey and give your kids the mom they deserve.
0: It's so generous of you to be able to offer that. And so if people just reach out to you and say, I heard you on your Life Rocks, Redefining Balance podcast, like you'll set up the coaching call with them.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to hear from you.
0: Oh, that's so, so awesome. Thank you so much for doing that, Erin. And thank you so much for everything that you do. I know what it's like to be on all those different platforms and to be putting out great tips for people and inspiration. And thank you so much for serving everyone in the way that you do. And thanks for coming on the show again. It was so great to have you.
1: It's great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: And there you go. I think all of us as moms want to be better. We want to do better. And we want to be the best selves that we can be for our kids and our families and really everyone else around in our community. So I hope that you take Erin up on her offer for a free coaching session. And at the very least, head on over to momsonscoaching.com and take that quiz. It's a very quick quiz to take, but you learn so much more about the mom that you are. And if you've never taken the Enneagram before, I hope that you reach out to Erin and let her know that you're interested in doing that and figuring out more about who God created you to be. I want to thank you for spending time with us again. And until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.